0: Log Talk Radio. Well, good morning everybody. This is Truth Light and I am calling you today or talking to you today from Flagstaff, Arizona, uh just outside of Sedona, Arizona. It's been a really long night here. <laughs> so I'm just gonna apologize ahead of time for blunders I may make and fogginess of my brain. Uh, I've been up since about 1.30 AM our time. Uh we had a massive thunderstorm move through here and I have a beagle who has decided throughout his five or six years of life that the best way to spend a thunderstorm is by sitting on top of me head. So um there's not a whole lot of sleeping when there's a thunderstorm around here because I have a beagle on my head. <laughs> so um so yeah so we've been we've been up in my house for a long time now, and we've just got the coffee brewing and uh we're just here to chat with you um you know, when I was in meditation and I was requesting a topic from the the powers that be that assist me with my my different works that I do, including this radio show, I had a term come into my head that I had never heard before, but I think that I like it, and I think we're gonna work with it it's called fear pressure so it's today's show is going to be uh on identifying and handling fear pressure not peer pressure but fear pressure which seems to be the new version of peer pressure and uh in this society that we're in that that uh is just really being you know as a society as a culture we're really being manipulated with fear tactics and uh and so you know we've talked about it before on the show and i make no secrets about how i feel about that i feel the media is basically a circus that's being controlled to promote fear and uh, get the get the community global community at large to uh really begin coming from a place of fear and reacting instead of acting and we see this over and over again through the years, and it's getting worse and worse. And So now I do believe that what we have is fear pressure rather than peer pressure, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, as I'm talking, I am trying to get the chat room up and running and uh, so that we can chat as well if you happen to be listening via your computer and uh if you would like to talk or ask questions you can call 347-677-1443 and speak with me the host truth light um, always good to have other conversation going on and uh so i welcome those calls so all right so what is fear pressure well when i asked when i asked about this in my meditation what i was shown was that it's you know we used to have peer pressure that that was typically uh created from what the mass uh culture was saying was right or wrong you know and so if we were in church the peer pressure was to act as the church told us to do if we were in school it was whatever group we were with the peer pressure was to behave as the group did Well, now what's happening is this fear pressure that we're finding is the peer pressure that is developed from the people who are living in fear. And so, for instance, if you might, say, have the inspiration to make a big move in your life, you may find that others in your life, your peers... Begin trying to talk you out of it. Are you crazy? You can't just make an, a big move. Do you you know what the unemployment rate is? Do you you know? Do you know? You don't even know anybody there. All of the the hemming and hawing and and not wanting to be supportive is typically at this point based on fear, and not that it wasn't before, but it seems to be more so at the moment. And so, how do we live in a world full of fear and not become one of the fear pressurers? How do we not let it take over and become a part of our life so that we're now afraid to walk our path or afraid to support others in walking their path? And uh, I would assume if you're listening to a show called The Light of Truth, odds are you prefer not to be someone pressuring people out of fear, but someone who would like to walk in your own light. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um. I do want to just real quickly uh give a little shout out to my friend Spring Rain Peony and just uh do a little plug for her website and her book as we do almost every day it's Eat Conscious and Be Merry by Spring Rain Peony and you can get that on Amazon Eat Conscious and Be Merry or naturalfoodprep.com and uh she also has a wonderful line of supplements that are just amazing um they're fun just to look through because of the names. They're funny, but uh but amazing supplements. And uh so that's Holistic Naturals and uh Holistic Naturals Company, you know, the co.com. And uh the moringa I've been really, really using that. It's a, a superfood so that it's kind of like a vitamin mineral supplement and uh it's from the moringa plant I believe. And so that has made a huge difference for me. So I just want to go ahead and give a shout-out for those things for her. And uh, she always supported The Mystic Place, which was the radio show we did here on Blog Talk before with with another group. And um, so I want to continue supporting her. So, okay, now, fear pressure. Where are we experiencing it right now? You know, if you can stop and think about in your life... Where where does the fear come from? Where does fear come into play? And who is really in back of that um, sort of, I keep hearing fear monger. You know, I think we have a whole lot of fear mongers now that mean well. You know, uh, for me, in a lot of cases, now the people in my life has tended to just give up <laughs> because they know I'm going to do what I'm going to do and it's just the way it is. But uh, I, you know, have in the past had people who try to talk me out of things. And and it's, you know, mostly people who are very close to me who mean well or people who think they know me who mean well. But the bottom line is none of us know the entirety of someone else. None of us know what someone is completely capable of and what they're not. So by projecting our fears for someone else, onto them, we're really saying, we don't believe in you, you know? We just we just don't believe in you. We're afraid that you're not going to be able to handle things, that you're not going to be able to move forward. And so this is a reflection of ourselves. So before we open our mouths and talk to people about what we're afraid they should or shouldn't do, or we're afraid they you know, trying to pressure them into conforming because of fear, we need to stop and look at what what are we afraid of exactly, turn this back around onto ourselves. Because if we're afraid for someone else, it means we have that fear within us for ourselves. And so perhaps it's more important to look at and address what fear we have for ourselves than be concerned about what's going on with the other person because the other person probably has it under control. Now, we can, you know, we can see sometimes if we remove the fear aspect, all right, and we see, well, it's not so much that I'm afraid for them, it's that I see they're moving into a bumpy road or kind of uncharted territories and I'm concerned for their well-being, well, then we we can sit down with that person and point out the possible obstacles or the possible um, the possible bumps along the way, but it's not coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of foresight. And so there's a very big difference. But it's up to us as the person who would be doing the pressuring or be doing the... Uh, the conforming, you know, trying to get the other person to conform, it's up to us to really look at what is our intention behind what it is we're saying and doing. If we're the person who is making the change, if we're the person who is being, you know, perhaps more honest about who and what we are, uh, it's interesting because a lot of times I liken the, uh, I compare the, Coming out of the, I call it coming out of the spiritual closet. You know, when you're a psychic or you're a healer or you're just very interested in all the New Age stuff and all of that. Sometimes it's kind of like coming out of the closet um, and being open with people about who and what you are. It's, it, I growing up in theater, I had a whole lot of gay friends, and so I watched them come out of the closet and I saw what they went through. And some were easy, some were not, and and so when I was beginning to really step up and just step into my own light, I kind of likened it to coming out of the closet. And uh, because it was very similar, it was very much the same thing, that same fear that will I be accepted, will I not be accepted, will I be chastised, will I be, you know, in other life experiences, I've been killed for my spiritual um, my spiritual work and standing up for and trying to bring... Um, you know, trying to bring awareness to and that kind of thing. And so I still have that fear within me. And I think it's very much the same after watching my gay friends all the way through my life. It's it's very similar. And so then you have the other people that you're around in whatever situation it is, whether you're coming out of the spiritual closet, coming out of any other kind of closet, coming, you know, coming into your light somehow. We always seem to have that... Um, Will I be accepted? Will it be okay? Will I be chastised? Will I be, you know, um, alienated? Will I be abandoned? Will I be... All of these things, because we're so concerned about the change, because we're so concerned about opening up and showing our light. And why are we so concerned about this? Why is it an issue? What What's going on on the other side with the other people that we're thinking about? The society, the culture, the individuals, whatever... What's really creating our fear? In most cases, when we really look at it, it's their fear of something different. It's their fear of change. So it's not so much that we're, at least in most cases that I've seen, it's not that I'm afraid of my light, I'm afraid of stepping into my own light. It's that, you know, when I had to really look at it, it was, I'm not sure that I trust the other people in my life to face the fears that I I see that they have to accept me despite their fears. I know that by coming out of this closet, I'm showing them that it can be done. I'm doing something they're afraid to do. I'm stepping into a life they're afraid to have me lead because they're afraid that that might change their life and it might change everything. And, you know, just all of these different things that go on on the other side of things, We sometimes we are just aware of what's going to happen. We're just aware of the fact that the other people's fear is what potentially would get in our way. And so we let that um, influence our own actions and influence how we do things. So this fear pressure... I just love that term. I think that's fabulous. I'm going to just use that. (laughs) This fear pressure is much more intense than peer pressure because think about how intensely people react when they are afraid. And so if we're living a life or we're making moves and we're making changes that bring out fear in other people, how much more uh, intensely are they going to fight to have us not make those changes? How much more intensely are they going to try to pressure us? And it's not just the people, because what's happening is the culture is really, the powers that be in our culture are really promoting fear. They're promoting a fear-based society so that we will just get in line and behave. Well, when you've got some of us who are making moves, making changes, and it seems to the other people around us that we're not just getting in line and behaving, well, then that fear pressure kicks in. And they feel the need to straighten us out, to bring us back to that place of normalcy. Hush up, hush up, they're going to hear you, they're going to see you. You don't want to stand out. And it's a little frightening that that's what this country has moved into, but that is where we are. And so if you look around in America today, there is and probably in other places again we've said this before i'm in america so that's the one i talk about because i don't know other places i would never assume to to know but what's happening here at least is that people are coming from a place of fear and so they're tending to pressure us into just the line just do what you're supposed to do just don't make waves just Just be who you really are, which in their minds means be like everybody else. Why do you have to stand out? And so a lot of times we encounter this. Now, mind you, on the flip side, there are all kinds of us who are stepping into our light and stepping into the new and improved version of us and really embracing the changes that are taking place and that kind of thing. And so what we can do to balance things is... As we're making these changes that maybe are scaring the bejesus out of the people in our lives, we need to associate with people who have made the changes in a healthy manner. Whether we personally get to associate with them or whether we have them simply as role models, you know, if if you're looking at doing something and the only person you see doing it is someone who you know is in history or is very well known and you don't necessarily have personal access, whatever you want to uh you want to align yourself with those people. Now, if you can find people who are personally, you know, that you can interact with personally who are doing what you want to do, even if what you want to do is make a change, make a big move, start a business, whatever. They don't have to be doing the exact same thing as you. They can just be somebody else who is making big changes in their lives despite what the fear pressure says so you want to uh begin to balance that fear pressure with support and other people who are making the moves and making the jumps and and stepping into who and what they know themselves to be and whatever it is that you're doing so that you can balance out the maybe the not so supportive energy that that you're finding and it's it's typically it's in society as a whole you know so it's um it's really important to be aware of what's happening when you're making these major changes and reach out, find other, other support systems. If you're not finding it where you are, because it's so easy to just lose your steam and what should be a really joyous occasion actually becomes kind of a traumatic one that we sometimes can associate negative stuff with. So, we want to really reach out and connect with some other people. I know when when I was really um when I had just decided, you know what, I'm guess what everybody? I'm super psychic. This is what I do. It's what I've done my whole life. I know that you've known me for 20 years and you didn't realize this, but but I had this whole other life that you guys didn't know about. And uh and here I am and I'm just going to make this my main life. Then um you know it was it was a little it was a little bit of an upheaval and i was a little bit afraid that people that had been in my life for 20 years weren't going to be anymore and uh and so i had to then begin making some new acquaintances bringing in some new friendships not to replace the old but to balance you know i had to connect with some people who were also walking that path, who were also interested in the same things, who were also making big changes in their lives, despite what it meant to anybody else. And and people who were doing it in a very healthy manner, you know, you don't necessarily want to say, well, I'm making these big changes, and you're bringing nothing but this fear pressure in, so you need to get the hell out of my life. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be a nice, smooth transition, and... And, you know eventually these people who have the fear pressure that they're putting on you will uh will come back around typically and they'll see that oh well it's kind of like a skittish animal you know they run away and oh you're crazy you're crazy you're crazy but when it works out then then it's easier for them to come back around and uh I know there's there's somebody on the on the phone I can see you know when somebody calls in, I can see the numbers, and so there's somebody here that i'm I'm looking at their number, and uh somewhere along the line, there was something that a friend of theirs sent that said you know they all thought I was crazy until i was till they found out I was right or something like that and it's really that's how we feel a lot of times when you move into the spiritual realm because we tend to be kind of ahead of things as far as the masses go and just because we're opening our eyes to a different level of things we see a bigger picture and so a lot of times they think we're crazy but that's how it's been throughout time they've always thought the prophets and the people who saw the bigger picture were nuts and then they find out they're right (laughs) you know and so what what has happened in history with the people who have been the prophets who have been the seers who have been the people who have made and changed history They didn't give in to the fear pressure because there's always been that element of fear. There's always been that. In the past, we've had peer pressure, which is just that sort of consciousness of we all should be exactly alike. And so that's a little bit different. You know, yes, that typically stems from fear of people changing and and opening eyes, and they don't want that, but... But for the most part, the peer pressure is just, well, we're all supposed to be like, why would you even think about being different? And and what that community seems to see is right and wrong. The fear pressure that we're moving into now is much more intense, I think. You know, people will get very intense when they're afraid. And so sometimes when we're, you know, I, I kind of make light of this, but there are also the situations where when we're moving into this fear pressure, it's when you think about the, you know, the recent court case, the Trayvon Martin thing and and people getting so fired up about things and, you know, about things that really, it's a little hard to believe they even matter anymore because they shouldn't even be issues anymore. Color shouldn't really be an issue anymore. (laughs) You know, we have so many different colors and, Everybody is a light walking around in a body, and it just seems to me that we would be more aware than than maybe we've been behaving throughout this this news story from uh, from Florida. And so, when you look at what was happening there, the media was trying to promote fear pressure. They were trying to incite the race issue, really crank it up, really begin um, getting people in a fear base, and in a retaliation base, so that it it was kind of crazy. It was like they were trying to incite some problems. You know? and uh, And just all of the stuff they had going on there was just kind of crazy. And then the fact that the media was hyping it up so much more, there really wasn't as much going on in that area as the media would lead you to believe. So all of this is fear pressure. When we had the the thing with the movie theater in Colorado, you know? Um, you know, hideous, yes, hideous. But did that not bring about some fear pressure when it comes to going out into public places? You know, was that not a fear tactic that was expressed? Is there not now sort of a, you think twice? Some of us think twice before we go to a movie now. That's fear pressure. The media hyping up things like this and not balancing it. The thing that really makes it fear pressure on the media's part is that they're not balancing it out with the really good stuff, you know? So that tells us that they're really giving into this fear pressure thing and really trying to control us with fear because they're not balancing it with all the good stuff that's happening out there too. It's just as easy to report on and there's much more of it to choose from, so why is it that there's only the fear base that's coming about, and why is it that that's what we respond to if you think about what is it that you respond to um in your life, what is it that you gravitate towards, I should say, as far as movies, entertainment um you know are you one who really kind of gets a charge off going to horror movies, or do you watch? sort of very dramatic things on TV do you do you watch uh, do you hang out with people who are very dramatic and um into like keeping up with the news and what's keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> the real housewives and whatever you know all these different things what is it that you gravitate to and what is the what is the basis for that attraction for you and understanding that will go a long way to help you identify if you respond to this fear pressure or not. Do you connect with things that are fear-based? Do you spend your time in things that that create a bit of a fearful uh situation, you know? Are you watching the hospital shows where it's all centered around people being sick and the trauma and the are they going to make it are they not going to make it kind of thing and and why if so why and be honest you know you're you're investing your life into these things if you watch an hour show you are investing an hour of your life into this show what are you getting out of it and, and the same with any any other experience the people you hang out with the places you go the things you do You're investing your time. You're not just hanging out. You're investing your time. Whether it's a good investment that pays off or not, you're still investing your time. So what are you getting out of it? And how many times do you choose a situation where there is fear pressure? How many times do you engage in fear pressure how many times are you the one saying wow are you are you sure you really want to make that big move are you sure (laughs) are you sure you want to move across country (laughs) without knowing anybody or having a job you know when we did that we we certainly got a whole lot of fear pressure you know were we crazy thinking about doing that it's worked out fabulous but we certainly had a lot of fear pressure we also had a lot of wonderful support And so that's the thing, is identifying where do you fit in this equation. Are you one of the people creating the fear pressure? And that can happen from any direction, by the way. You can be one who believes they are focused on their spiritual path and who believes that they are becoming more aware and enlightened. And in doing so, you can look back at all the, quote, normal people in your lives, and and uh, becoming from a fear a fear pressure with them if they don't you know they need to enlighten they need to evolve or they're just not gonna fill in the blank they're not gonna make it or they're not gonna you know they're not going to ascend they're not going to you know there's the fear pressure about the chemtrails about the GMOs about the all the different stuff that's going on and it is pretty scary frankly <laughs> but. You know, are we fear-pressuring people into opening their eyes and seeing things when they're not ready, forcing them? And so this just breeds more fear. Or are we enlightening and awakening to things ourselves and shifting and adjusting our concepts and our actions accordingly and thereby setting a nice role model That's not coming out of fear necessarily. If we're coming out of fear in any way, shape, or form, then there's the potential that we're part of the fear pressure issue. Does there really need to be fear? Awareness, yes. But when we move it to fear, does it really do any good? And so we come back to the the need to balance that fear energy. We've got to give ourselves another outlet. A lot of what's happening is a little scary, frankly, you know, because we it's the unknown. We're, we tend to be afraid of the unknown. So now we're merging into all these new areas where we're, you know, in a lot of cases if we're on this path we're, then we're becoming aware of all the stuff that the government's doing and the banking system and, you know, light and dark and there's evil forces and there's this and there's that and you know uh, and if you don't become enlightened what's going to happen to you because we're shifting consciousness and so all of these unknowns all around us because we're moving into uncharted territory we are moving through this rise in consciousness so frankly we don't even know the unknown is with our evolution as well our enlightenment as well so if we wanted to We could just live in that fear base all the time. We have a choice. You know, it's not when, even when we're becoming enlightened, if it's we're enlightened and and they're not doing it, they're not getting enlightened. What's going on with them? They're going to hold everybody back. They're going to screw everything up. What does it matter to you? Even if it's somebody in your life, are you applying fear pressure to push them into being something that maybe they're not ready to be or being something that you think they're supposed to be when you don't really have their whole picture. None of us have anybody else's whole picture. Hell, we don't even have our own big picture. You know, we have a feeling about our big picture. But as we move through life, it's really important as we go along, especially now, to identify when we're coming from a place of fear. And how to release that fear and move into a place of acceptance, of faith, of understanding. And sometimes the understanding means understanding that we're just not going to understand and being okay with that. You know, in what I'm finding since this 2012 shift is more and more understanding something means understanding that I'm just probably not going to understand. And being okay with that. Being able to go, you know what? i don't have a clue and moving on with my life and it has brought me so much more enlightenment to be able to do that along the way and with the people in my life with the people who are closest you know that's where we really have our challenges the people who are closest to us you know we think we know best and they interact with our lives so we need them to, get, to the program, get with the program, right? Because they're screwing up my enlightenment if they don't, right? <laughs> and so, you know, and, and I have my challenges in my house and in my family. And so, you know, I have certainly fallen into that too. But as I was meditating on this today and they were showing me and, and really giving me this fear pressure concept, I realized that I'm allowing my own fears to pressure me. I'm wanting to express my fear to somebody else, for somebody else, they have to, they have to, you know, get it together and be enlightened and be accepting and loving of everybody and everything and they need to be happy and because how am I ever going to be happy if they're not because we're in the same environment? Well, the only thing that's happening is the fears are meeting. It's like two, two puddles of water, how when they get close enough, they kind of, connect and run into one another energetically you know energy is very much like water and so what happens is my fear meets their fear and that's the connection of water that's what i was shown in my meditation today and so if i disallow the fear pressure on my part then do i not keep that water from from melding with their fear part Because otherwise, we're just walking around holding hands in fear. And that's what's connecting us. And that's really not in anybody's best interest. So when it comes to relationships, when there are disharmonies in relationships, whatever that might be, whether it's parent and child or spouse or friends or siblings or whatever it might be, we have to watch for is it our fears coming together and trying to pressure one another into what we believe to be right. You know, for me in my situation that I'm thinking of, the fears connect and that person has fear pressure aimed at me because they are pretty confident in what they think is right and and not to be afraid of, right? that That will alleviate the problem they're afraid of. And my perspective is very different. And so, they're projecting that fear, that fear pressure onto me. And I'm projecting my fear pressure onto them without even realizing it. I'm afraid for them, but in fact I'm afraid for me because we live so closely together that whats what I'm afraid for, for them, is coming in and affecting my energy. That's my fear, that it will come in and affect my energy. And in fearing it, I'm basically just calling it on over. So when we look at whether we're one who is uh, expressing this fear pressure, we have to look at, is that not what we're calling into our life? So I would love to hear what you guys have to say about this or if you have questions or anything. So you can call in 347-677-1443 and just press 1 to speak with the host. Uh, also, if you're listening on the archives, I noticed that we have just just probably 97% or so of our listenership is via the archives. Message me here and let me know what you think about this, if you have questions, if you want clarity, um, whatever it may be. And also, you can find me on Facebook. The link is, is on the uh, Truth Light page where you find the shows archived. And uh, also, you know, follow, hit that follow button so that you know you can keep up with new things that are going on and that sort of thing um, you can find me at just a little break here for a minute kind of lighten things up a bit you can find me at Sacred Light of Sedona on Highway 179 1456 Highway 179 and uh, also if you're going to be in the Sedona area uh, sacredlightofsedona.com there's a calendar of events and you can make appointments ahead of time and that sort of thing um also you can find me at mysticaltruth.com which we're we're redoing the website altogether so it's a bit of a mess, but you can call uh on the number that you find there and uh set up any appointments that you'd like to do by phone, that kind of thing. And uh soon that, that website will be completely redone. So that's lovely. And we do also want to um again say go check out holisticnaturalco.com and naturalfoodprep.com. And uh, I I really suggest that everybody at least do the moringa and uh, and look at the other things that, that maybe would be appropriate for you. And then everybody really should have that cookbook, Eat Conscious and Be Merry. You can also get it on Amazon and it's available via Kindle, which is great. If you're shopping, you can look at the ingredients you need. And just that, the gluten-free, dairy-free, uh, a lot of it's raw. It's very simple and um, and that really does help keep our energy square when we, you know, the energy of the food we take in makes a big difference with the way that we handle life and, and we deal energetically with life. So just want to kind of put those things out there. And, uh, okay, so how, I guess what I'd like to get to with this is how do we move through life without fear? Just that, you know, maybe we can just fix that on this show. We can just move through life with no more fear after this show. Wouldn't that be great? I should be famous then if we can make that happen, right? <laughs> so what is, what is really important for us to do in order to make it so that we live with less fear, at least, is identify where is this fear really coming from? What is it that we are really afraid of? In most cases, you know, like we've talked about before, uh the experts all say that all fear stems from the fear of death. And I have come to understand in the people, you know, working with the people that I do for all of these years is that it's not always our own death that we're afraid of. Sometimes we're okay with death, but maybe not for our kids, maybe not for our parents, maybe not for whoever. And uh, and so sometimes that fear of death is uh, a, fear of someone else's death, that fear of loss, you know. And uh so I I think in a lot of cases the fear that we feel is that fear of loss. And so we have to really look at what are we afraid of losing in any given situation. Because ultimately we don't want to again, if you're listening to the show, I'm I'm kind of assuming you're you're a certain kind of person because you're drawn to a show called The Light of Truth. And um, I would assume, sorry, I'm okay, I'm just going to make all the noise in the background and we'll just get this done. Just trying to open my coffee creamer. <laughs> you guys really do just have me at home in my jammies drinking my coffee. So we want to um, identify what it is we're afraid of losing because, in fact, what happens is the fear of loss becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and so when we have this fear of loss then whatever that fear of loss is aimed at or surrounding we tend to apply fear pressure right so we don't want to be one of the fear pressurers and i would i would i would imagine a lot of you have overcome the peer pressure thing You know, a lot of us have overcome the peer pressure where, okay, yeah, maybe the group says, this is what I ought to be doing, but I'm just going to go ahead and do my own thing and they'll, you know, like it or or not, whatever. We don't necessarily buy into that quite as much as we used to. The fear pressure, on the other hand, things have gotten more intense, more deep. and, And so we do tend to buy into that a little bit more because... There's more to it. You know, there's a little more meat behind it. And so as people who are moving along our path, it's important for us to identify where does this this fear pressure come in at on our behalf? Where do we um, apply this fear pressure? Is it with our kids? Are we so afraid that they may get hooked up with a bad crowd or get on drugs that we really instill this fear surrounding the situation, which in fact just empowers the situation. Are we afraid for the well-being? You know, it used to be that the people were very religious and went to church, and it was, you know, if you don't go to church, they put the the fear of God into you, right? The fear of God <laughs> always seemed a little odd to me, but okay. So are we now moving along the spiritual path and and sort of, afraid for those in our lives who aren't moving along that path with us is that where our fear pressure comes in they have to see things the way we do or else they won't be okay and we have this fear of losing them right do we have to give up our spiritual path in order to keep our mate or our child or our parent or whatever or do they have to get onto the spiritual path so that we don't lose them and is there that fear pressure that's happening? You know, it's very similar to, um, you know, I see this with a lot of different people. And so there's also the whole thing with, you know, well, I don't want my kids to drink or do drugs. or And so that fear pressure can come in there. And then you've got the flip side with the people who are in the medical community and they're afraid to go through life without the, the prescriptions, without that medical community. You've got that. That's another one that uses that real fear pressure you know i know my mom um well okay we all know i kept the in-laws in the divorce i think everybody is probably up to speed if you listen to this show now i kept the in-laws in the divorce my biological mom passed on very early the one who was my mother-in-law has kind of stepped in as my mom and so she's still around and fabulous and and a very strong lady and refuses to give in to the fear pressure that the doctors put on her she has this amazing team of alternative healers, and she uh, she doesn't go on. She doesn't have blood pressure medicine. She doesn't. She's uh, 69 now. And doesn't have any medications. And the medical society cannot stand it. They don't like when she comes in because she doesn't give in to the fear pressure that they put on. And uh, and so we do have a caller. Yay! You guys can listen to somebody else's voice besides mine. So, caller, I'm going to go ahead and pull you over. And uh, hello, Daniel. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm doing all right. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm I'm babbling because I'm so tired. Nine tired. o'clock with a beagle <laughs> well, on my I head.
1: Actually, <laughs> I I can kind of relate to that because um, kind of a, a cute story to lighten up the whole fear thing um, with uh, smoke detectors or carbon monoxide uh, detectors or anything of that nature. Whenever the battery gets low, um, you know how it makes the beep. Periodically, and by periodically I mean like maybe every five Mm -hmm. minutes or so just to where it's consistent and quite annoying. Yes. Well, my cute four-legged friends are petrified. Uh, Ah,
0: yes. So you know the feeling, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, If the power goes out, then um, they just... Indeed. I mean, literally, the the dogs will start hyperventilating and
0: (laughs) yeah, they'll Uh.
1: stalk me and... uh, they basically pile up on top of me, um, yeah,
0: not to that's the point lot where of any of them
1: specifically seeks out my head to sit upon. <laughs> but, uh,
0: yeah, I don't I know what's wrong with can, that I whole head thing. There. But so we have 15 minutes left. Talk to me. Well, I was kind of
1: curious. Uh, I wanted to pick your brain and maybe see if you have any sort of a theory as to why there has been such an uptick with your pressure over the years and what you think the ultimate goal of it is.
0: Ah, uh, uh, we're going to go there, are we?
1: Well, <laughs> you know, um that's, that's just kind of what I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is just kind of what you do. You're right. His mild manner, your mild manner uh way of just pressing every button for the uh, Pandora's box to blow open. Okay, well certainly I will go there. I'll be happy to go there. And we'll just see if the, the people in the suit show up at my door. Now, um, I, I believe that the powers that be, you know, there are basically, from what I understand, about 13 families that run the world. And uh, I believe that it is, you know, kind of been been seen that it's in their best interest to keep people, now that we're maybe not behaving like we used to, you know, it used to be they could kind of keep control with the school system and the churches and that kind of thing. And, sort of put the fear into people in a non-scary way, I guess. Um, But there's always been this this sense of fear throughout. Um, But they were maintaining with peer pressure, I think, for a very long time. You know, they didn't have to go to the levels of the fear. And so now, you know, the bottom line is that they need to control the masses in order to have things have the circus run the way they'd like it to run, you know. And if people really look into it, you can Google, you know, 13 families that run the world or whatever, however you want to phrase it, and you'll find what I'm talking about. And I'm sure you're aware of it, you know. And uh, I think that the masses play along quite nicely. And so I think what's happening is we're beginning to wake up and so personally, I believe like things, whether it's this thing in particular or not, but certain news stories — we'll just say certain news stories that occur, I believe are manifested and probably didn't ever really happen, or did happen, but were staged. Um, I believe that sometimes the things that happen really do happen to the extent that they happen, but they were um, they were on purpose to really instill that fear. I believe that the the people we're talking about are not beyond that. I also don't think that they're 100% evil. I think that there's a balance, you know, but I believe that we're beginning to wake up. And so as we wake up, the peer pressure is turning into fear pressure because it's more... um, That side is beginning to feel like they're losing the power and they need people to not wake up. And so certainly I think we ought to all just wake the heck up, you know, but that's my opinion. (laughs) So, um, so there, so I may lose all kinds of (laughs) listeners now. Thank you very much. (laughs)
1: Well, thank you very much. I actually, um, I, I kind of wanted to sort of ease into that, uh, that aspect of the topic just a little bit without, uh, without pouring all of my whatever into it. Um, (laughs) But, it's uh, it's uh, how do I put it? Uh, you probably would phrase it a bit more eloquently than I would. There you go. Um, so what I'm uh, what I'm kind of wondering about is if if these powers that be are as uh, as enlightened and all-knowing and all that good stuff as they probably like to think they are, and they probably like everybody else. Um, uh, well, not to know about them to begin with, but mm-hmm. the information that's out there. Um, right. That, uh, that they'd at least like to uh, maintain this facade, don't mm-hmm. they realize that uh, that they're playing a pretty dangerous game with that? Because just uh, in the area where I live, people are pretty, uh, well, I guess kind of uptight, might be uh, a good way to put it, uh, at least <laughs> in comparison to what I was used to in central Florida. Right. Um, very, very uh, busy hustle, bustle, all that stuff. Um I just noticed that when people are in this state of mind, they they don't tend to be as cautious, as careful, as thoughtful um, as they could. And well, you know, it just seems like a it's kind of like walking across the street with uh, with your eyes closed, only having right. people do that throughout life. And it yeah. just seems like there are a whole lot of unintended consequences that can uh, that kind of rise out of that. And well, it seems like it can be detrimental for, for a lot of us. So, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't think that, well, I don't agree with all control thing to begin with. I think it's wrong to, to try and exert control on others. But mm-hmm. if you're going to do it and you're supposed to be smart and, and cunning and all that good stuff, um, it just seems like, like they didn't really do their homework too well.
0: So, well, uh, in reality it, you know, began throughout time that, yes, they were smart and they were cunning and they were uh, wise and had a whole lot of skill. Ultimately, it was because being rich is what made the difference, you know? And I'm not downing rich people by any means. I come from, you know, I mean, not that there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of money now because people have died off, but I come from wealthy lines, you know? And so... I do see that there can be good and there can be bad. Money is just, we've talked about this on on another show about money where it's just a tool for power, but now they need more than just the money. You know, now they have to kind of operate at whole whole other levels, and I think that they weren't necessarily prepared for that. And, um, you know, I think my feel, my instinct, my psychic feel is that there are also those among that level that would like to see things change for the good. And so I'm not one who buys into the fact that they're all evil. They're all bad. They're all dark. I think that, you know, as above, so below on every single level, there's a real race to the finish to see what's going to come out ahead, light or dark. And I, I think what happens is when people are like, you're talking about where they're so busy, they're so preoccupied. They're so, it's so chaotic when we allow ourselves to get into that energy and that vibration then we we're more uh susceptible to fear because we're not stopping to center ourselves, we're not remembering that we're all one, we're not looking to see what's going on around us. We're just staying like busy little bees and we're very easily manipulated that way. You know, if you behave like a colony of ants, then that's the life you're going to have. And although I admire ants because nothing can stop them, they are just busy little workers who just do what they're supposed to do. you know. And, I mean, as far as we can see anyway, there's probably more to it than that, but for what we can see. So, you know, is that not what a whole lot of our society is becoming, is those busy little ants just doing what they're told? And And they do kind of have blinders on, I think. You know, and isn't that the perfect environment for fear to... Um, be brought into. So those people that you're talking about that are all chaotic and caught up in life and whatever, caught up in the, the chaos of life, aren't they the ones who who kind of have more fear? You know, if, if you walk up to them on the street, are they going to have a conversation or are they going to scurry away because they're afraid of you? Not you personally, because you're not that scary, but in general, anybody... <laughs>
1: I might actually. You know, anybody see, being scared I, of um, you? I found uh, these days that um, at least I don't know if things have changed since I've uh, become an adult and whatnot. But I just remember back when I was a kid, there were a lot more people who were uh, willing to just make small talk, uh, even make eye contact whereas right. so many people these days will actually just do anything they can to avoid making eye contact. And, uh, and
0: you know what? That tells us them. we're living in a society of fear. If we won't make eye contact, that's a really good point. Everybody, you know, we only have maybe seven minutes left. So, But if you want to see if you're living in a space where there's a lot of fear, try to make eye contact with people. It's a It's interesting. It's a very interesting sociological experiment. Because when they're in fear, they will not allow there to be eye contact. Or they'll make eye contact in a threatening manner back, and they won't break it until you do. And those are the ones you probably need to be a little concerned about.
1: <laughs>
0: but, you know, if they if they make it in that threatening stance. But, but for the most part, you're right. People won't make eye contact. That's huge. That's a huge thing. So, I just
1: think as far I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead. No, no, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say as far as the uh the ant analogy, that's a really, really good one, but I would like to uh to draw a comparison there that um ants serve a very, very valuable purpose and, and really the earth would pretty much be a, a huge refuse pit with uh without the very valuable services they provide. But uh <laughs> ants do basically what they're designed to do and they do it in a way that's very natural to them. Um, they uh they very rarely react out of fear and when they do it's more of uh, coming from a space of self preservation and uh, and defense of themselves and the colony as opposed to just <clears throat> scurrying around how, like How did like I know? Any, when the I said is when
0: I when I started talking about the ants and I started backing up going, now nothing against the ants, but I knew they were gonna come to the defense of the ants. Okay. Let it just be known. <laughs> That I've spent more hours than you can imagine watching ants and living my life accordingly, in a certain manner. Where they, because they aren't afraid, they don't know fear. They keep going no matter what. You can't, you can put something down. They're going to go in, around, through it. It doesn't matter. So I have huge respect for ants. So there was no disrespect intended. I knew you were going to do that. When I saw a little I... thing for you to talk, I'm like, oh boy, he's going to come to the defense. I love ants. There was no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just disrespect to the ants,
1: but you know what you I'm saying how they just kind the of
0: they're not like uh it's not like an ant kind of goes, Yeah, I know you want me to do this, but I'm going to go over here and do this. They're not off starting new businesses themselves, you know, so in that respect is kind of what i was <laughs> where I was going I, with I totally
1: get that i I just <laughs> wanted to to draw the comparison that um with uh with the scurrying about and and whatnot that uh, that I've observed as far as the, the human animals or a lot right. of the human animals I should say. Right. Um it's uh well, um society does need for us to to play our parts in order for it to function. I mean uh People right. pick up the trash, just like the ants do. Um, people make sure that there's power uh, flowing through the lines, that there's water flowing through the pipes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, to some degree, uh, having having some sort of order and uniformity is is very valuable and very vital uh, in order to have the civilization um, that that we've come to. I guess. Okay, we got three with.
0: minutes, Daniel.
1: Oh, okay. But uh unfortunately on the flip side, uh it seems that that whenever anybody starts to, to stray a little bit, and I certainly don't want to cut into meditation time, so please uh let me let me know that. Oh, I would say um, we've
0: probably lost meditation time. I didn't even honestly I didn't even think about it because I got so into the subject. But we will do meditation oh. tomorrow, I promise. So um okay. Yeah, I think you know, the thing is that when we're doing that because we're working together as a society, that's awesome. There doesn't have to be fear. Involved there's no no need for fear base for people to still function as a nice society, you know um, because people can still pick up the trash and people can still be doing whatever it is they need to do without it having to be a fear base where fear comes in is when someone wants to control, and that's where we can really uh sort of make that that identification is where is the fear within us and what is it that we are trying to control? Because it comes down on a personal level too. As the masses, where is the fear being implemented and who is it that's trying to control? You probably never know the who. It's the them, you know, the them. (laughs) And I dislike there being an us and them, but the bottom line is that as long as someone is instilling fear, they're instilling a division, and so they're implementing a division, and so there is enough in them when there's fear being put in there as an ingredient, and it's unnecessary you know unless someone is wanting to control and and giving into that whole greed aspect of things so um okay, so we have about a minute. Is there anything else you would like to add real quickly?
1: super, super briefly, yeah. maybe one or two sentences, just wanted to, uh, the the them, those who would be in control, who happen to be listening, um, who more or less have set themselves up as the queen of the human ant colony, just remember that uh, that ants do it out of love for the queen and out of love for the colony. Um, we'll still want to function as a society just because we, we like things this way. We don't want right. to have, like, crazy, crazy uh, um, disorder and whatnot. So, okay. right just a, a pointer that's um, a very good point isn't necessary i mean that's right if they we'll would just build. be
0: lovable we would do it because we wanted yeah. to love them <laughs> so
1: anyway that was all i wanted that's to say
0: right. on that all right well we are down to our last minute thank you for
1: uh
0: you. um for sharing with us and um earl as far as a medical intuitive goes i would say uh message me on facebook and we can talk about that so um you can find me on facebook of the link here and uh uh, on the truth light page and mysticaltruth.com sacredlightofsedona.com and uh 12weekcoaching.com also if you'd like life coaching i do that as well and uh, i will see you guys here tomorrow where the topic will be something but i don't know what yet so just uh come be surprised i suppose and uh we will do our meditation tomorrow as well sorry that we missed that today we just got carried away with this and uh everybody have a fabulous day and we will see you tomorrow